Fat Boy Show. Beautiful music play for you on your number one station, RX Radio. This is the Fat Boy Show. Hi, I am Fat Boy, and I'm here with Olive today. Uh, how are you doing today, Olive? I'm doing great. You are doing great. You're feeling so happy. Yes. Why? Because Women's Day is in a few days. Yeah, because Women's Day is in a few days, mm. and uh, the other thing is that. The weekend is around the corner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, I think now with, uh, you know, the country open, you know, there's nothing stopping you from partying the way you want. Yeah. Last weekend, it was uh, roast and rhyme, right? Yeah, it was roast and rhyme. And, uh, you know, here's something funny. So I was looking at the pictures from the event and I don't know if it's just me, mm-hmm. but it didn't look like people were having fun. Uh, from the pictures I was seeing, it's like people were mostly just standing around and taking pictures of themselves. You know, there is, it's like a pandemic. Have we forgotten how to party? It's like a pandemic of its own. <laughs> like people only take pictures. They will spend like an hour taking pictures and then they say, oh my God, we had such a good time. But you are taking pictures. Yeah. And when you like look at the pictures of like the crowd photos, mm-hmm. like everyone has their faces buried in their phones. In their phones. like So you're like, wait, why not paying attention to the guys who are singing? Really? Uh, instead, they're just on uh, social media posting pictures and all that stuff. But I saw posts on Snapchat by Bad Black and mm. she was saying that the event flopped that uh, it wasn't well marketed and uh, because I remember people asking about tickets right before the event and it's like they they didn't know where to find the tickets themselves so I think this time around Swans Avenue didn't do a good job on the marketing front (laughs) (laughs) well um, anyway look uh, there will be others in future and maybe this one being the first post pandemic Mm. uh, post lockdown Short uh, short notice event because remember Maybe their mistake also was to announce it um, or plan it too quickly or yes. too soon after. Yes. And it looks like people are going to take some time to get used to the culture of like partying and all that kind of stuff, right? And we have to agree that uh, people have lost jobs, have lost sources of income. So you'll find that people are not really uh, excited to spend lots of money mm. so soon. I know Blankets and Wine is on the 27th of March, but I don't know how it will turn out, so we'll watch and see. I would, uh, I would encourage you know, event organizers to have an open mind uh, in terms of how they're going to be marketing these events because <laughs> uh, maybe you need to think outside the box, think outside of uh, the regular channels. Uh, look, I'm not plugging RX Radio, but I'm just saying, uh-huh. maybe talk to us. Yeah. We'll, we'll be able to promote you nicely. Talk to us nicely. And uh, your event will be well attended. And the other <laughs> thing is that uh, they have so many events on the same weekend, and most of them are headlining events. Really? So, revelers are, and they are very expensive. Apparently, there was a table of what? One million? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rust and Rhyme. I've been I to. I know that was not Rust and Rhyme. That was another event during ah, okay. the weekend. Wow. Well, um, I wonder if maybe, like I said, the fact that we were locked down for two years, we've forgotten how to party. That could be too. Or maybe people don't have the appetite to get out there and party the yeah. way they used to. Maybe some people have gotten used to the idea of being home over the weekend. Mm, exactly exactly <laughs> so, so we are like on baby steps we are crawling <laughs> next we'll uh, learn how to walk and maybe run yeah but i think we'll get back to that we uh, will very definitely. soon <laughs> we are the heart of partying in east africa so what are you saying 
Well, let us now turn our attention to uh, a topic of more significance, if you don't mind. And that would be uh, the situation in Ukraine, uh, but uh, specifically uh, regarding remarks made by uh, Robert Chagulani, a.k.a. Bobby Wine, uh, regarding comments made by the commander of land forces, Lieutenant General Mohozi Kainurugaba. So, Muhozi, what did he do? On social media, he voiced his support for Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And, of course, a lot of people aren't in agreement with uh, Russia's actions. Olive, you also don't agree with what Russia did. Yeah. Whereas I'm in the camp of people that actually... I wouldn't say that I support what Russia did, but I, I'm of the camp that I understand what Russia no, did. No, I actually understand <laughs> what Russia did, but I'm like, eh? was a war called for because it was unprovoked. So, but in Mohozi's tweet, he, okay, so here's what he said. He said, the majority of mankind that are non-white, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I guess he meant non-Caucasian, non-European, mm. support uh, Russia's stand in Ukraine. Putin is absolutely right. When the USSR parked nuclear-armed missiles in Cuba in 1962, the West was ready to blow up the world over it. Now when NATO does the same, they expect Russia to do differently. You can't argue with that. Uh, Can you? No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's just facts. Uh... Yeah, but what almost Brandy said almost doesn't count. Yes. So what happened is that the missiles were en route to Cuba Mm -hmm. and uh, the U.S. sent warships and uh, at some point uh, the USSR said, okay, uh, maybe it's not a good idea. And so they, you know, they went back, they took their ships, they they, they sailed their ships back home with their missiles and so uh, that didn't happen. But in the meantime, I mean, NATO has... Really, this was the final nail in the coffin because the NATO has been making excursions eastwards in violation of agreements that were made in the early 90s regarding how far uh, NATO can extend. Yeah. Yeah, but in this case, NATO has not even yet added Ukraine onto the block, right? Yeah. So there are no bases. There are no uh, aseno that have been put in Ukraine on behalf of NATO. And yet, Putin decided to go to war. Now, I know there's people who are fans of President Zelensky, <laughs> but I'm sorry, he's a clown. So the guy... Why do you always call the guy that has been attacked a clown? <laughs> Why? So he. So I saw a statement he gave where he was requesting uh, the US to, or, or the world powers, to institute a no-fly zone uh, over Ukraine because uh, several Ukrainian uh, buildings have been targets of Russian uh, airstrikes, right? Mm. So, uh, obviously, Ukraine is suffering as a result. Mm-hmm. The regime is suffering. And so this guy wants the world to impose a no-fly zone so that Russia cannot be flying their planes. The problem is, once you impose a no-fly zone, it has to be implemented, which means if you decide, okay, now, no-fly zone between these, uh, this, these latitudes, all right, well... Uh, what if a plane flies in there? Now you have to confront that uh, violation, which means the U.S. might find themselves having to engage Russian aircraft that may fly uh, over the uh, the prohibited area if there is a, um, you know, like a, a no-fly a no-fly zone. If there is a no-fly zone, if- and that risks it. It literally bringing U.S. into the conflict directly, which uh, Joe Biden has no intention of doing. And, and that's why he even said, we're not going to back a no-fly But if there is a no-fly ban, why would any aircraft be flying over Ukraine in the first place? Well, that's what I'm saying. Is Currently, there isn't a no-fly zone being implemented. 
uh, by the powers. But that's what Zelensky wants because he's suffering. His people are suffering from aerial bombardment from Russian planes. Mm. You understand? Eh? The Russian planes are hammering uh, Ukrainian installations mm. uh, and uh, and uh, buildings that are housing civilians. Uh, yes, uh, and so. I guess in his mind, he thought, if we have a no-fly zone, at least maybe the planes won't be flying over uh, our airspace to launch attacks. But uh, <laughs> America has so refused. Think, I think his reasoning is that if there are no planes flying over, then Russia can't masquerade as other aircrafts. So they can't attack us. So America refused. So they have refused. Uh, so for now, um, really, Ukraine is on their own. Uh, you know, Ukraine... You know, that situation makes me laugh. Like, have you ever been uh, in an argument with someone and then some people in, in the vicinity are egging you on like, eh, don't allow, eh, you also say something, throw a punch, throw, you slap him, sure. Don't take things lying down. You also let them know that you're messing around. And, like, they're pushing you to in, into a further confrontation with whoever you might have a disagreement with. And then when the person you're, you know, pissing off maybe retaliates, slaps you, kicks you, beats you up, the people that were pushing you into doing that, you'll turn around and they're nowhere to be seen. And uh, a lot of people think that's what's kind of been happening, where um, the US, the UK, yes, they are offering sweet words and platitudes and moral support, uh, and in some cases, act, you know, arms, but uh, they're not really getting involved directly in the fight. But I feel like that would only make you laugh if Ukraine actually started this. If they started, I mean, the offensive so should... by attacking Russia, they didn't. Well, Russia did. So let them stop pretending to be so brave and they're repelling the Russians. If I you're, think they're trying. <laughs> if, if, you're, with... if you're struggling to fend them off, asking for no-fly zones, which you are being denied. Uh, asking for citizens of foreign countries to go to the Ukrainian embassies to get visas to fly to Ukraine to fight for you. It's like, it's quite clear that Russia is getting the best of the situation. Russia is getting the best of the situation, but still, let's not forget who started the war. Russia did. Ukraine didn't provoke Russia. Russia was unprovoked. At least no one launched an offensive into Russia. Well, I would, I would disagree. I would say Russia was provoked. How was it provoked? But let's go back to uh, Bobby Wine's statement. So Bobby Wine was bashing Mohozi. Uh, and uh, he was saying that uh, why would you be supporting uh, the invasion? This is what Bobby Wine said. When the world is united in condemnation of the Ukrainian invasion, uh, excuse me, Bobby Wine, the world is not united. Not all of us agree. <laughs> uh, okay, let, let me read the quote. When the world is united in condemnation of the Ukrainian invasion, Museveni and his son are the few tyrants in support of the war world over. And so that's what Bobby Wine said. Now, uh, I don't know if Bobby Wine has been on Facebook lately, but at the very least, there are mixed opinions on this topic. I don't think all Ugandans, for example, unanimously agree that, uh, you know, uh, Russia should not be doing what they're doing. A lot of people on social media, a good portion of them, are mostly critical of NATO, mostly critical of especially the United States <laughs> for being the ones responsible for the escalation of this uh uh, of this conflict and it's not lost on people that uh, they have done similar things in places like libya afghanistan iraq so i don't know why bobby wine isn't wanting to consider that as well and is sort of jumping on the bandwagon of russia bad ukraine good 
I, I, I feel like the situation requires a more nuanced uh, take, which uh, he clearly wasn't in the mood to offer. I think Bobby Wine had a point, but he lost it when he made it about Museveni and his son. I think he should have addressed this from the perspective of you are leaders and Uganda depends on blocks like the European Union largely. Mm -hmm. So be careful about the statements that you make because they can have repercussions for the country. Like in such, in Mohose's position, pronouncing yourself and your side can be detrimental to the country in the long run. Uh, I I understand. And of course, uh, he may have to eat his words in the future. But for me, actually, it causes me to question his, uh, you know, his abilities as a as a political leader oh, on Bobby a world Wine stage. Or? Bobby Wine, yeah. Hmm. Because given that my take on the situation is that it is very nuanced and that there are many guilty parties here. There are no saints in this game, okay? Mm-hmm. And for Bobby Wine to just get up and make it seem like uh, it's, it's in black and white... It makes me think he's shallow in his understanding of geopolitics. And I okay, can't... saying world over, that's a stretch because there are different, differing opinions. Yeah, why, did, why isn't he saying something, for example, about the racism mm. that Ukrainians are showing Africans? Africans, yes. It is terrible. It is, Africans are being mistreated in Ukraine. They are being rejected. They are being stopped from entering <laughs> so, trains. So why are you here trying to defend Ukrainians against invasion when Africans in Ukraine are being tormented by Ukrainians? Like, uh, don't you have your priorities misplaced? Actually, um, in Africa, I've only seen the Nigerian government speaking out on the mistreatment of Africans in Ukraine right now. Yeah. Others are quiet. Like, you just can't speak out. Your people are being there so yeah sidelined so if, if he wanted to be politically relevant on this question mm. i think his commentary should have been directed more towards the, the mistreatment of africans i think that would uh position him more as a person that's speaking for the plight of africans but if you, if all you're gonna do is to just repeat nato talking points to me i look at you as a stooge of the West. <laughs> um, a few weeks ago, when I, when I spoke to the Democratic Party president, Mao, on the branch talk, he said, some people in the opposition have this Musevenism agenda in them. So what if Museven dies? Will they stop wanting to join, uh, to be leaders? Because their goal right now is to oust Museven. Remove Uganda, the dictator. Yes, yet Uganda has far deeper issues than Museveni. So I feel like sometimes Bobby Wine loses the ball when he just mentions Museven and his son. Museven and his son. Make it deeper. Well, why? Uh, because that's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> if you keep it shallow and just make it about the personalities, that that seems to satisfy the you know the appetites of uh, it gets Ugandans. boring <laughs> it gets boring because there are Ugandans like you and I who want someone like him to give us more okay. we're in the minority we're, we're the kinds of people who would have voted for uh, for Muntu <laughs> and um, Babazi uh-huh. and a few of the more you know polished seasoned uh, statesmen mm-hmm. who would uh, have a more broader understanding of these complex issues i think most people resonate with those who just belch slogans mm-hmm. and uh, platitudes because they get too excited they don't want to think deeper they don't want to ask questions yeah. excite them and you have them <laughs> yep uh and so you get the leaders you deserve uh and that's the sad truth isn't it the sad reality but anyway um Wow, it's an interesting day today, an interesting show. 
here hanging out with all of you listening to the Fat Boy Show on your number one station, RX Radio. Stay tuned for more great music. Uganda's King of Radio, unleashed and unplugged. The Fat Boy Show.